have found us. More podcast where we want you to know God more deeply. Find lasting freedom. Discover your destiny and make an eternal difference. Now. Well, welcome to this week's podcast. The More Podcast is now fortified with more vitamin and vitamins and nutrition that you need to make your spiritual health even better. Just one weekly helping added to your current media diet and you will feel like a million gospel bucks. Just ask our current subscribers, which are many now. We have, you know, we just broke a new barrier. We're at almost 4,000 downloads. Sweet. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I might be like 300 of those, so I might throw those <laughs> off a little bit. But. Keep downloading it over and over again. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah, that's great. It's a lot better than it was last year mm-hmm. with the 10. Yeah. <laughs> we're at four. Tens of downloads. Tens of downloads. We're doing good. Well, here to help me with your weekly dose of more goodness, uh, making the Amish jealous with all the woodworking he does in his free time, Pastor Gary. Woo-woo. Yeah, making them bowls like like nobody's business and yeah. spoons and yeah it's been super fun what you so you're now you're on to bowls now right i'm on bowls yeah, yeah. and uh we're talking like fruit bowls yeah. um maybe some uh, salsa bowls and a couple of really artistic bowls yeah. mm-hmm. and, well i've i've been the recipient of some of your charcuterie boards yes charcuterie which are, boards, are yeah. really cool yeah and then one's got the michigan yeah map on it so in case i get lost i can Right, charcuterie board. Just carry that with you. <laughs> it's a big thing, you know. My, it's funny because my son, uh, he saw it and he's like, "Yeah, Dad used to use that as a paddle." Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't remember that. And he's like, "Yeah, I used to pull it out and say, if you don't knock it off, you're gonna get this.'" Okay. And I'm like, "Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't remember that." All so. right, and also the host <laughs> on the show today, the man who occasionally loses bags of powder <laughs> <laughs> in the White House. Alex Norton. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Well, and then also sitting to the left of me, which you've already heard his voice already, the only guy I know who is the Dodgeball Hall of Fame is in the Dodgeball Hall of Fame and an uber fan of more podcast, Joe Ted. Yes. Well, thank you for inviting me. Yeah. You know, I heard the the theme music, and I always thought there was a big band in here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we do. Mm-hmm. We... <laughs> We hire them. They come in and play. Do you remember yeah. I, when the first time when you were a kid and you listened to the radio and you were like consciously listening? I thought every time a song was on, the band had to be in the studio to play it. So I'm like, how are they swapping these yeah. bands out so fast? Yeah, that, I remember you know consciously thinking, where are these people? Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How is it perfect every time? And how do they know the words? Right. Okay. <laughs> Here's the here's the interesting thing is back in the day that used to be a record, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. imagine the DJ having to gear up for the next song, yep. had to find the right spot on and the record, the needle, and right? Drop on. the needle, yeah, yeah. I mean, those guys were pros back then, mm-hmm. you know. And then all of a sudden, they came out with look things that look like eight tracks. You put those in, okay. And then I was just talking with Joe before the show uh, when I worked at WLTO. You know, we were already using what was called a carousel system, okay, with CDs in it, uh huh, and it automatically would, you know, yeah. go to the next one. Yeah, the switching. But there's a guy that worked there that was a part of the era that used the records, okay. And I'm like, you're a pro, man, to figure that out. Yeah, nowadays it's all just typed in, right? Yeah, and there's a big long cue sheet. They'll they'll have the full 24 hours queued up. Well, you know, I got a chance to go to Caleb Studios in Indiana, and we went in there, and I'm like, where is everybody? There's, like, nobody in the building except for two people. Mm-hmm. And their whole job is to make sure that their feed from California goes through, and it's all digital, right? Right. So all their commercials, everything's all digital, so they get a download every day, yeah. and they just got to push play and make sure it's running. Right. That's it. That's their DJ work. Yeah. And then every now and then they'll get on and say, you know, here's traffic at five, you know, whatever. Huh. But that was it, yeah. That's crazy. Well, uh, you know, am I ever... Uh, effort to uh, try to give you stuff to talk about around the uh, around the the table at home during the summer or around barbecue or on the boat, whatever it may be. Or if you're on Pastor Gary's boat having pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how, wait a minute. How do you cook a pizza okay, on a boat? Okay, so we have a really super sweet grill. Yeah. It's, it's called the tailgater, 
And so it's a, you know, a smaller size grill, maybe about a foot and a half by a foot and a half. Yeah. And it's got the LB tank on there, LP tank. And then um, I went to the store and bought an ultra thin pizza, box pizza. Yeah. And uh, so I just stuck it on and I'm like, hey, right? I mean, let's yeah. give it a try. Okay. And just turned it on and it produced the most beautiful well tasted a little a little charred on the bottom but it works expect that with a fire grilled pizza we handed it out and i had vegetarians asking for more pepperoni really yeah it was great i just that's that's pretty cool Mm -hmm. you can do that on a boat when you're out in the water you know having pizza you ever thought about making a business out of it you know um actually there's a person at our church that is in the in the process of doing that really yeah at the sandbar in crooked lake (laughs) could it be going around and selling food off there yeah you can swim it's a swim up pontoon bar really right that is awesome. Yeah, that's genius. Yeah. That is a great idea. Yeah. I heard there's a there's a hamburger guy out there somewhere. Yep. Yeah. Wow. That's a good thing. All right. So uh I you know, I want to change the subject up a little bit because, you know, we do get into a lot of sporting activity during the summer. Mm-hmm. There's always a lot of fun. So I thought it'd be interesting to look up some of the interesting sports that are, you know, happening right now during the summer season. And uh, I found some pretty good ones on here that you might want to share around that that uh, barbecue uh, grill that would be good. Uh, or maybe the water cooler at work, whatever it may be. Uh, one of the first ones, I don't, I don't know if you've ever heard this before, but uh, there is an actual um, sporting event called hobby horse jumping. Mm, didn't know this. You didn't? Do know. you jump over the hobby horse or do you ride the hobby horse and make it you jump? You ride the hobby horse and jump, yeah. Uh, brought to the States from Finland, of course, another yeah. weird thing from across the seas. Yeah. Competitors are challenged to jump over obstacles, which are normally done with a live horse and a rider, but instead with a stuffed toy horse head on a stick. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now it's coming you know together. I, you know what me. I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, now I'm getting it. Okay. You've probably seen your grandkids running around with, you know, this yeah. fake little horse. Yeah, yeah. They actually use this in competition. Uh, it's been around since 2012, and they have 10,000 members that compete now with this whole thing in Texas, Finland, and Australia. Okay. Yeah. I watched a video, and it's hard not to laugh when you watch a grown adult. <laughs> With a, a stick horse between their legs. And, you know, you've seen those things with the horses where they jump over them? Yep. Exact same thing. Okay. And so they have to clear these uh, four-foot stands to uh, to to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, organizers of the event said it's, it's a fun way to exercise and develop real skill as some of the obstacles in the event are over four feet tall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do they have people chasing them with coconuts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, making the noise. Yeah, there you go. A uh, yeah. Monty Python <laughs> reference there. They so actually fun. win money doing this. Yeah. There's prize money. There's prize money for this, yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm thinking maybe, you know, you being the new gym teacher could start a new competitive sport of hobby horse racing. It is time. The swordsman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Hobby horse team together. <laughs> there you go. And we can go to Finland. I'm yep. da- yeah, yeah, yeah. Mission trip to Mission. Finland with the, your hobby horse. Okay. <laughs> Start a team here. I can't wait. As long as I can have the coconuts, <laughs> it's not going to feel the same. No, it will not. It will not. Well, you know, I was watching and I did notice one of the competitors was moving their mouth. Like maybe they're making their own sound. Yeah. So that they could feel like they're going to actually <laughs> jump. But I'm just. Just get on a horse and do it right. You know, back in the day, probably just after your era, we used to do the Wednesday Night Live show. Yeah. Remember the show? Yeah. And we actually made a movie, uh, a Western, and we used the hobby horses. <laughs> and these high school students had cowboy boots on and the flannel shirts and the whole bit. Yeah. And then they would run and jump over logs. And so <laughs> I probably helped launch this without even consciously knowing it. Somebody probably back saw the in video. 1990. Somebody saw the videos. Yeah, like wait a minute. And our guys were so good they could run and then do a 360 and land it and keep going. <laughs> wow. Yeah. This was Dave Delf era. Yeah. Uh, Eric uh, Ferguson okay. era. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mike Wilson. Yep. This was a, that that whole era. We had a whole movie. I, I should bring it in. We we ran the Bonanza soundtrack in the back. Oh yeah. Yep. I'm I'm just thinking as a parent, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, your kid decides to get into this sport. Yes. How how do you, you know, actually support that sport as a parent without laughing? I mean, really, because I mean, your kid comes home to you and says, "You know what? I don't want to be in the football team, basketball team, or volleyball team. <laughs> I want to take I, a hobby." I'm horse. actually glad you asked that question. We can have Joe jump in here in a second, but yeah, look at the world we're living in right now. Yeah, it's like the more chaos, the better. Yeah. The more we celebrate weirdness, right? right. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, 
<laughs> right. We have alphabet soup group. Oh yeah, probably would jump on this. Oh yeah, this activity for in sure. a heartbeat. Yeah, you know, it sounds really cool until you think about how many grown adults are going to ride a hobby horse. Right, yeah. And jump. If my kid said, I want to do it, I'd be like, okay, well, anything athletic you want to do, that's great. Yeah. Uh-huh. Any kind of working out you want to do, if that's the way you want to do it, <laughs> you know, I'll get one too. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. But what I think the funniest thing is, we all know fanatics, right? Yeah, so every yeah. group's going to have that fanatic. Mm-hmm. He's going to have his own special wooden hobby horse. It's going to mm-hmm. be aerodynamics, going to help him jump a little He's got like a, bed- yeah. a bedazzled uh, halter on it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the best part is, is that when they, uh, they were bringing them in, they have to be inspected, right? I don't know for what. But they have to be inspected to make sure they meet certain requirements. So you're not doping your hobby horse? Apparently not. <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to figure out, like, what would you inspect on a stick and a stick stuff have to do a blood draw on your hobby horse. <laughs> Are you on something? All right. So that's a hobby horse. So if you're thinking about a fun activity that you can get your family involved with, there you go. And it might be coming soon to Arbor Lake Christian School. Uh, and then now this next one, I thought I could get into this one. This would be kind of good. Is lawnmower racing? Yeah, I've heard of that. But this is different. Okay, a little bit different. These are push mowers. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Basically, it's speed mowing with a push mower. Oh, you can't have a motor on it. It has to be manually pushed. The real, they're called real mowers. Yeah, have a real. No, 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 no. It's an actual mower. You gas mower. Okay, but you push it. Now the the uh, aim of this is that you have to compete and mow a stretch of grass the quickest. Okay. And so that's the competition. So you have maybe like a yard, two yards of uh, length of grass that you got to mow. Okay. Whoever can do it quickest or maybe football length or whatever. And there, that's how you compete. So the sport, <laughs> the sport has become popular in, of all places, Britain. And they actually had to uh, get a regulatory body involved with it. So now they have the British Lawn Mowing, Lawnmower Racing Association. <laughs> that okay. is, there, is there a quality like i mean do you have to make sure you cut all the grass or do you just run up and down well I, i'm rows? assuming that's part of the regulatory okay. commission to yeah. make sure so that, there is yeah. a there is probably a, a quality right. standard that right yeah do. this is a no mulch fast yeah. plus <laughs> yeah this is the a no mulch area so we're going to be blowing it off to the side mm-hmm. uh but it's become a huge com- competitive thing now this year is pretty exciting for them because they just added riding lawnmowers with enhanced engines yep, that they race I've with. heard of this, yeah. so, yeah. And so, basically, they don't mow anything, but they do race. But there is a uh, regulation that they have. They can't be, like, uh, so souped up they can go super fast, and then the, another guy can't. So, they have to have certain qualities. You know, kind of like when you have racing. Yeah, Six-cylinder, four-cylinder, yep. that kind of stuff. Yep. So, this is a sort of thing. So, they've added that in there, but people are still into the lawn mowing, you know, extravaganza where you have to go out there and mow the grass. Nice. Again... I mean, we could start this up, get people, start a men's club, get a small group together, uh, mowing lawns like that. You know, you know I volunteer my my house to yeah. be uh, the meeting <laughs> central. We'll, I'll let you guys practice. Right, yeah. Out of my street. We'll just do everyone's yard. Uh-huh. Right, yeah. Yeah. Can we just, we're some- just practicing, yeah, to get yeah. our time up, yeah. Right. Well, it's it's funny because you watch these guys behind the mowers and they're speed walking. You ever seen speed walkers? Yes. How they walk? Yes. Oh my gosh, it's hilarious. And so these people have to speed walk. Yeah, while basically they're... speed walking with a lawnmower. So you're not allowed to run. No, no, you can't run. Oh. No, it's it's just yeah, it's speed walking mowing. Okay. And the quickest one that does it. Okay. Is the is the winner? Wow. Okay. There you go. There you go. So Dude. that's something else. To I think. think the speed walking just added a new element of weirdness to this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. I think they sold out though getting a riding lawnmower. So yeah, I think, I think that's they lost what, their, yeah, their, yeah. their original idea. Right. Not yeah. speed walking. Any, what are we even doing? Why do I have a federation for this? Right. Just, just get on the riding lawnmower. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's funny because somebody took a picture and sent it to me. Uh, somebody in a Lansing uh, didn't want to drive their car around all that mess. So they were riding down the road in a lawnmower, which made it easier for them to go through the dirt and all this other garbage to get to the gas station or whatever. <laughs> So, you know, it's an option. Mm-hmm. It's an option to get, you know, you can get really good at it. All right, here's the last one. This is the best one. This is the creme de creme of all of them. Okay. Have you ever heard of chess boxing? The game of chess with boxing. So if you lose, yeah. <laughs> knockout. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Listen to this. Uh, basically, to spice up a chess match, 
uh, a group of chess junkies decided to add boxing to the whole mix. And so there's uh, matches involve 11 rounds. Competitors must either knock out their opponent or outwit them on the chessboard. And it's all done in sort of like a MMA octagon. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine watching that? That would be kind of cool. I'm yeah. going to YouTube that one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we have to check it's, out. It's out of India. Okay. It, the, India is where the where that started, apparently. And uh, they have competitions every year. It's big sellout crowds, man. And people are basically waiting for them to get to the boxing part, like when they start fighting it out. <laughs> like they're playing chess, right? And then they're saying there's so much tension in the room, people just can't even take it. And then all of a sudden, somebody gets up and they start duking it out. Okay. It and sounds so- like that was a fight that broke out in a chess match and they're like no this is a new sport yeah Listen, right we are well, i've kind of heard i've kind of heard of this in in hockey right you yeah. go to a hockey game and then you hope that a fight breaks out right yeah or the opposite where you go to a fight and then sometimes they play hockey yeah yeah well yeah i mean basically you go for the fight mm-hmm. right because i went i went to a, a, a in auto hockey. racing you go for the crashes right yeah okay yeah. yeah you're looking for the and so apparently people were not you know so much into the chess part of it because mm-hmm. it takes hours and hours to watch somebody win mm-hmm. this way it kind of Spice gets it done it over a little, a little bit. yeah so you so you can get them out by a knockout or winning yeah. the chess match but i'm thinking after a few hits can you really see the chessboard anymore? I mean, you're like so groggy from being hit so many times. Right. Yeah. It's like, what, what am I doing? Where am I at? You know? And all of a sudden that rook takes every piece off the board. <laughs> okay. But I'm thinking if you got a board in the middle of a ring, right? Uh-huh. And you're getting, you're going to be fighting at some point. Yeah. How do you keep the board from getting hit? You know, there's got to be penalties for that. I mean, it's like some guy could just wipe it all off and say, oh, I won. There's I so many you, things, so many questions I have piqued all our interest in figuring this out there's so many questions i, I have would right like now. to see them lower a cage yeah. over the chest <laughs> okay to protect it <laughs> to, protect to keep it, it protected yeah. yeah okay so when they start boxing it out i yeah we got to watch a youtube on that definitely so, have to have weight classes in that boxing thing though because you imagine this little skinny yeah guy yeah. Like, yeah whooping. there's out not a lot chest. of really big indian guys that yeah I'm that's aware what we're, of, so. we're talking about india okay yeah. let's we should go over there and dominate. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, like a chess champion. Yeah, right, yeah. Oh, I'm not going to play anymore. Joe identifies as an Indian. He's going to go over uh, yeah. and just take it over, yeah. man. Like, you do have to play chess first, you know? That? Yeah, you, you start out with playing chess, and oh. then it gets into that, yeah. Um, it, I guess they break it up into certain sections. And now, like over six. in this corner, <laughs> yeah, right. the man who's never won a single chess match, <laughs> but he's dominated in the fighting portion, yeah. Joe Tass. Everybody he plays against is just beat up. Yeah. I can't. I don't want to play him. I don't want to play him. He's going to beat me up. It's really hard to uh, choose what you're going to do when you have a head concussion. You know what I That's mean? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like what? I mean, I've seen guys boxing, especially MMA fighting. And, and once you get hit a few times, you don't know where you're at. Right. Much less try to play a chess game at the same time. Yeah. I'm just saying, uh, you know, I think Americans are missing out on a lot of this stuff because there's, I mean, when you talk about all these things going on here, hobby horse jumping, I mean, that that has come to Texas. But lawnmower racing, that sounds like a good one. Chess boxing. I'm just saying we're missing out. Okay. We're missing out. rapture ready with your favorite host today pastor gary and pastor alex norton as they come to you with information that you need to make it through the times coming ahead and more You know, every time we play that song, you guys are all like bopping your heads. Yep. So, yeah, yep. you can't help yourself, can you? Not at all. <laughs> new song, the first break song. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, that was. Uh, we're just you know changing it up a little bit. Did you make that one up, or is yeah. that? Yeah, I made that. The more one, the yeah. one we just played. Yeah, that was excellent. Good yeah. job. I, you know, I tried to impress you. Yeah, yeah, you did it. It was yeah, great. I tried. Um, 
So, and the Rapture Ready News, we've got an interesting idea that's, that's actually starting now. It's inaugurating this month. Have you ever heard of the thing called Fed Now? No. Oh, my gosh. This is, uh, this is a mess. Uh, the Federal Reserve Board is starting this month a program called Fed Now. In light of the success of cash apps like Venmo, PayPal, and Cash App, which you've all probably heard of before, okay. uh, the federal government thinks that they could do better, uh, do a better job insuring America's money and making easy, making it easier for you to use it and spend it. Uh, mainly focusing on small businesses, eventually it would become a nationwide rollout. It's happening now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so looking at, I was trying to be uh, unbiased by looking okay. at this whole thing, but it's hard not to kind of bracket into something but uh the whole program seems harmless and there have been other government programs that have moved towards a more streamlined approach to helping americans send and secure finances however with this new program it raises a few questions and these are some of the questions that i was thinking of as soon as i started looking into it mm -hmm. and in 2022 uh the federal government uh said at one point that they wanted to move to a cashless society mm -hmm. and they're working on that hopefully by 2030 they want to get to that point and uh well uh basically trying to get ahead of the market sounds familiar once i start <laughs> listening to that you know uh, -huh. uh and then secondly if the government you know begins to be the gatekeeper for all of our money in the future by authorizing or declining the use of money mm -hmm. uh i'm just wondering couldn't this lead to other government overreach with companies individuals who may not agree with them and eventually your money you have a hard money. time because you've read the book of revelation chapter I've, 13 yeah right? right yeah 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 okay because in Revelation 13, 16 through 17, it says, uh, he required everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to be given a mark on the right hand or on the forehead, and no one could buy or sell anything without that mark, which is either the name of the beast or the number representing his name. I, you know, the, you two guys are making eye contact with me right now. Can yeah. you believe the world we're living in is just completely being played out Yeah, right from Scripture, right in... I know. Right in your lives, right every single day. It it is ridiculous. We got Schwab in the you know yeah. world economic order. He's he's just going full blonde. Yeah, let's put it in the forehead. Let's go ahead and put it in the hand. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing with the whole cashless society. The idea and that they want to roll out by twenty thirty is that uh, we wouldn't have to use debit cards anymore. Mm -hmm. Basically, what you get is a like a barcode printed on you or a chip put in your hand where you can scan it like you do with your card when you tap it. Mm -hmm. It basically be the same idea, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, this is all sound very familiar <laughs> when you read the Bible. I mean, mm -hmm. are you ready for that, Joe? I will not be getting that. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, <laughs> so I just got my card hacked the other day. So we have a brand new card. Yeah. Uh, apparently I was uh, staying in Tahoe uh, oh, at a bunch of hotels. Really? And uh, so, you know, what happens when I get this put in my wrist or, you know, my forehead and it gets hacked? Do I get a new wrist and forehead? Yeah, right. I know. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry. In two days, you'll have it in a box. <laughs> you can just <laughs> implant it again on your own. Yeah. Oh. It is it's crazy. And, you know, the whole idea is you've got people in the financial world that are just touting this as a great thing, you know, right? If we have the government kind of being the middleman for all the financial situations going on between small companies and payroll and blah, 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 you know, this is going to be a great idea, right? It's going to mm -hmm. just make everything streamlined. Yeah. And that seems to be the, the constant lie that we're always hearing is about the convenience. Yeah. You talk to anybody like over the age of 60 yeah. and just say, tell me one thing that the federal government government has gotten correct. Right. And they can't come up with anything. Right. These, this is like the worst idea. Right. The worst, the most insecure way to keep your money. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you don't really, you don't, you don't ever really touch it. It's just numbers on a screen. Mm -hmm. Somebody's got the number somewhere. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, for all this uh, effort that we're doing for America, mm -hmm. eventually you want to tie it into international Sure. Currency, and then eventually everybody will be tied to the same thing, mm -hmm. and and the whole idea is that it's going to eventually spread uh, health or uh, wealth and equality for people that are, you know, don't have a lot of money. Then everybody will have money available. Blah blah blah. It's just, you know, if you, you will own nothing and be happy, right? Yeah, and in well, somebody will own it, right? You know, <laughs> that's their quote, though. <laughs> yeah, that's their quote. You'll own nothing and be happy, right? Yeah. So it just makes you wonder, like you know. Things like we have mortgages and car payments and what's that? What what is that going to be? I mean, is it going to be owned by the government at some point, not a bank? You know, it's just mm -hmm. a lot of these things are just I don't know. Wow! If you have ever wondered 
if Jesus is coming back soon, I mean, all you got to do is start seeing this happening. It's playing out. If there's any yeah. any one of those 4,000 downloaders from this show, yeah. if you have questions, just please get a hold of us. We will help talk you through yeah. a brand new relationship with Jesus Christ. <laughs> And we will give you this cure, yeah, 100% destination of where you're going to spend eternity. Right, yeah. yeah. So basically, I guess, well, gold wouldn't really be helpful either, would it? If you own, I mean, that's the one thing they tell you all the time is own some gold and you'd be, mm -hmm. but what was that worth? You know, what are you going to bite off a corner of it, give it to somebody? <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. that's, yeah. you know, I, I understand that, you know, it's a precious metal. It's, it's real. It's had a long time, you know, running record of having value. But how do you actually start doing work? There's a reason we went away from right, yeah. that, right? Yeah, I mean, we really don't even know <laughs> like how when much we, were, we have. Right? Yeah, like when we were even uh, a couple of series ago when we were talking about the, uh, you know, the temple shekel. Yeah. Right? It's because they had to put that in place because the Roman coins could be forged. Right. And, you know, and there was less silver in that than what was in the shekel. And so, you know, it, this has been a long-term problem. Yeah, it's, it's a mess. And I'm just... I don't know. We got to be careful. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, debit cards, I guess, is kind of a gateway <laughs> into this because, you know, it does make it convenient, but then you start moving into the, the tapping and all the other junk. I, I don't know. I just, what are you going to do? You know? <laughs> that, you, always just, that always did kind of puzzle me. Like, it's too hard to insert the card or slide the card. Now I got to tap it. With, right, yeah. You know, gee, it's, saving, it's a more secure. saving a lot of calories. Yeah. <laughs> it's more secure. That's what they always tell you. But what, really? what, yeah. What is the difference between sliding it in or tapping it? Right. It's still using the chip to do the same thing. Right. Yeah. I don't get it. It's fancier. Mm -hmm. It is it's fancier. cooler. Mm -hmm. It is. Uh, and it gets you ready to tap your wrist. Exactly. Right. You See, go. yep. It's you're sort of, yeah, you're right. That's the whole point is like, if you start getting people to start easing into it, right? Yeah. It's so much easier than to go to the next thing and say, well, mm -hmm. don't use the card. Just use your, mm -hmm. you know, chip in your hand or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. How does your grandmother send you a birthday card with a $5 bill in it? Mm -hmm. They don't. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. Next time I see you, I'll tap you, honey. $5. <laughs> yeah. I tapped, I tapped it for you. You already yeah. got it. Here yeah. you go. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's going to make my gospel bucks actually worth something at some point. That's You've been holding out for that for a long <laughs> I've time. I've been holding out for my gospel bucks, man. At some point, you know, it's going to be uh, currency all to itself, and we can start giving it out here at Harbor Light. Yeah. You can get gospel bucks here at Harbor Light. Hey, don't worry. More podcasts will be back in just a second. Well, we're here with uh, Harper. All righty, then. We're back. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we got ourselves a nice Australian in there. We, we try a little bit of everything. Yeah. Your your wife says, uh, I'm a man of many voices. Yeah, I, that I was great. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be an international podcast at one time. Just can, introducing these people. To can you. you do me one little favor? Yeah. Okay, that was a great idea, right? You're doing yeah. good. So get a hold of Bobby J. Yeah. You need the Jamaican. Yes. The, the uh, Indian yeah. from India. He's got both those down perfectly. Just get him to do one for you. Okay, yeah. He is he's he's the master. And you know, and he'll we, say something about cheese when he's doing the inner when he's doing <laughs> the one from India. Because we went to the we went to the subway one time and he's like, I'd like some cheese on my subway. And the guy's yeah. like, No cheese. We don't even need it in the perfect language. And oh my gosh, Bob just about, <sighs> Yeah. And Bob then spoke back to him in his Indian dialect. Are you kidding it, me? It was awesome. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, well. I'll get them. Yeah, I'll get them recorded. Let's get them in here. Yeah. Uh, so we're at Harbor Light Bible Trivia right now. Uh, <laughs> if you're wondering where we're headed, yeah, we're right here. Uh, the question from last week was uh, pretty interesting. It, it was. We it was, sort it was of kind of an the, easy one. We sort of gave the answer right <laughs> when we were trying not to give the answer. Right. But right. I think most people figured it out, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was, what was the question then? Yeah, the question was, uh, where did the pigs, <laughs> I did yeah. it again. See, I did that's it again. what we did the last it time. Yeah. yeah. So where did the demons want to go? Yeah. They wanted to go into the pigs. Right. And so that was the answer, into the pigs. Uh, there's a there's a whole theological explanation for that, which, yeah. uh, you know, you could have went with on Sunday, but yeah. would never returned. You would have kept going down there. But yeah. basically demons are... Um, they're angels who have fallen, yeah. but they can't, uh, they, they need a presence. They need a body to dwell in, yeah. whether it be an animal or a human, they're looking for something to yeah. embody. And so when Jesus was going to cast them to the abyss that you mentioned from yeah. revelation, uh, that 
they were like, please don't send us there because then we can't get out until the very, very end. Right. Okay. And so just send us into some body. Okay. Yeah. So it was the pigs was the answer. Send me to the pigs. Yeah, exactly. And then the dang pigs ran off into the lake. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and so we had quite a few people answer that question. It was pretty good. Good. And, but, you know, it was interesting because I got the either the pig or swine. Ooh, the, yeah. the more biblical term. Yeah, it's swine. Yeah. So it was it was pretty good. So super. Um, we uh, we had. I'm trying to. I, I guess I didn't write them all down here, but we had about seven people answer that question. Okay. And uh, most most people answered it. You know, with this with the scripture in it, which was nice. It, nice. Yeah. So it was good. You know, like we need verification, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Tell me where it's at. All right. Well, we're gonna do a new question today. Uh, if you uh, want to. Uh, send in your question to uh, to us. It's harborlightbibletrivia at gmail.com, harborlightbibletrivia at gmail.com, all lowercase. And this question for this week, though, is going to yes. be different. This is a little tougher. Right. It is. Um, and I should probably, I'll go ahead and give the reference, mm-hmm. the chapter reference. Okay, so this weekend coming up, we're doing, uh, our talk is going to be called Spitballs and Wet Willies. Okay. <laughs> and it's from Mark chapter 7. <laughs> And uh, so Jesus heals uh, a man in this chapter, yeah. And um, he uses a phrase that means "be open," yeah. Okay. So what is the phrase that Jesus says, or what's the word that Jesus says that means "be open"? Yeah. So that's what we're looking for—the answer. And this this phrase, this word, this word, yep, is so interesting. It is very interesting. So what we're thinking is, if there's a way that you can record it, yep, and then email the recording to us we'd like to hear your pronunciation you know, you know what would probably work tell me if this would work right? yeah um on my phone i have that little microphone thing so i can speak to text yeah voice to text so you you could voice to text and you we could give out your yeah your contact information you can yeah so you that can, would go across the entire united states <laughs> you can call you me start, I don't, yeah uh you can text it to me text it to you at 231 okay 495 uh-huh 1963 okay Text me the word. One more time on the phone number. Uh, 231-495-1963. And between the hours of 2 and 3 a.m. are best, <laughs> no, right? No, no, okay. no, no, no. Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> anytime, anytime you want to text it to me. <coughs> no, here we go again, coughing. Uh, anytime you want to text it to me, it's fine. I, I'm, so what's the out. word that Jesus uses right. when he heals this man in Mark chapter 7 right. that means be open? Right, and, and we want to hear your... <laughs> Your pronunciation, Your pronunciation of the word. You yeah. want to do like a voice memo. Yes. Right? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Text. That's yeah. a voice, voice memo. memo. That's what yeah. it is. Okay. okay. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, Joe. Thank, Thank you, Joe. Well. We needed your te- technical expertise there because mm-hmm. we don't even know. We, you right. know, it's uh, this computer is really new to us. So we don't really understand half of it. It's just anymore. a prop. Yeah. It's a prop. Yeah. We don't even. <laughs> if I look at the screen, there's nothing even on it right now. Yeah. Right. It's just a blank page. You're just looking important. I'm, I'm impressed, like, though. Yeah. Well, you know, Joe's, you're... Joe's sitting, he's been impressed the entire time. He's like, especially wow. when you like move your fingers on the keyboard. Right. Yeah. He's been really impressed. Uh, that's because well, I'm on Amazon right now. Okay. So I'm trying to, you're you know, trying, I'm trying to buy, buy stuff. And, yeah. And you, <laughs> can you guys quit talking for a second? So I can make a purchase here. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so if you know the answer, now remember this week instead of texting it or sending it to us, text us a, a voice memo. So it was called, yeah, voice memo to us of the word and your pronunciation of the word. Yes, and we would love to hear it. And you know we'll probably play them on on air, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll have fun with it. And uh, that's okay. Now I'm checking the date here. So we're yeah. today. Um, today is Thursday the twentieth. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so we next week will be the twenty seventh. So we'll be doing our final drawing for yeah. the month. So if you get this in, you're going to yeah. up your chances of winning the, the Bluetooth speaker, correct? May right. I add, yes. if they can get the pronunciation correct, can they get an extra drop, drop in, in the... Oh, that, that's that sounds a good, good. Idea. yeah. <laughs> Double your chances. We don't chances. even know how to pronounce it. I got to look it up. I got to go back home. I got to go back to my office and look at the lexicon to figure out what the... I, did have, I did have my computer say it a couple of times so yeah. I could kind of pick up on it. Yeah. And uh, then I watched a couple of preachers att- attempt at it and it was... Uh, they botched it. It was good. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the word and phonetically pronouncing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes sense to me, but... Yeah. Phonetics doesn't mean anything in the Bible, right? right. You get to look at it and it's like, this is a, what? What does this mean? So yeah, I mean, if you got a if you got a handy dandy Strong's concordance somewhere, mm-hmm. it breaks down the word for you, so actually you can read it, you know, in English and uh, understand it. But you know, anyways, 
it's it's a good it's a good word for you to learn and we will do a double drop if you can give it to us in some other uh accent if you throw an accent in there we'll even do a double drop so you can double your chance triple your chances of winning this the speaker yeah or remember or the toby max uh cd Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you got, got that. A, you got a choice, yeah. You have a choice this time. You can do Toby Look Mac CD or you can do the speaker. Because wow. this, yeah, and this is the one that you got a picture of yourself. No, no, no. No, the, no, no, just the, a picture just of Just a picture the, of Toby Mac. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it's a it's a, it's a a backstage picture. Okay. It's worth it. Uh-huh. It's worth getting the picture. And I'll frame it Ooh. with the CD. Ooh. Yeah, so you get a choice, either this one. This is, yeah, this is. We're ramping really it up. It is. We're ramping it up now. And of course, you know, if you if you went onto our Facebook page, you noticed that some of our new swag is going to be coming out. We're going to be getting the uh, Huggable Jesus mm. that's coming. Okay. And they're basically it's a it's a Jesus that you can wrap around your wrist. Okay. And it's you know he can just stay with you all the time. Really, that's coming. Yeah. You know what would be really good when you were just saying that I was picturing like a stuffed Jesus thing that as you squeeze him he smiles. Wouldn't that be good? <laughs> And then when you let up on him, he just goes back to, I love you. (laughs) I love you. Uh, Yeah, that's, we're going to get those uh, here. Uh, We're just waiting to uh, order them. And uh, once we get them in, that's going to be a swag prize. I'm I'm almost thinking though, because we get so many people that uh, answer these questions on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. I really like the idea you came up with a couple weeks ago where we put up, a little table with swag on it. So if you're a winner, oh, you can make a choice, okay, of swag. Uh-huh. Because like on Sundays, I'm like trying to fire everybody, you know, between the two services. Sometimes they're there, sometimes they're not. Or if they are there, I don't see them. Okay, that way you can go to the swag table, get your swag, and then mm-hmm. then we don't have to worry about you know missing you. And that's good. You get your prize. Mm-hmm. So I might do that this Sunday. Just set up a little little card table with swag on it okay and here you go if you've if you've answered the question you got you know because usually i'll email you back and say you got it correct yeah you can come get your swag okay cool yeah that's a great idea it's not it's a on uh what is it honorary honor system honor system yeah mm-hmm. yeah a lot of swag out there mm-hmm. i know mm-hmm. little kids will be coming up like yeah i won no you did not <laughs> you didn't know where you answered that well if you have the answer to this week's uh, podcast question uh, email it to harborlightbibletrivia at gmail.com or voice memo it uh, to harborlightbibletrivia at gmail.com or call me if you're going to voice memo it to uh, 231-495-1963. And uh, please don't text me at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I was just joking about that. Uh, yeah, but the problem, my phone's always like, like right there. So but here's, go the, off. here's the funniest thing. Yeah. Here's the funniest thing. So Jesus heals this guy that we're going to talk about this weekend. Yeah. And then he says, don't tell anybody. And the Bible says they told more people because he said that. Yeah. You know, right. it's like, don't text Alex at two or three in the morning. But they're going to text You know, me. it's going to, yeah. they're not, they're going to skip all the other times and just do that one time. I'm going to change my ringtone because right now it's the Empire uh, March. Okay. From Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> My wife hears it, and she's like, I don't want to hear that one more time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but how can you, you know? So I have to change it. Maybe I'll change it to R2-D2 screaming or something. Yeah. The more podcasts I want you to know. God more deeply. Find lasting freedom. Discover your destiny. And make an eternal difference. You're listening to more podcasts. So, uh, how'd you like that one? I loved it. Yeah. That was really cool the way that the the sound would come in and out of the person's voice. That was great. Yeah. That was uh, another another version of me. Wow. Yeah. It's you amazing. Are the man with a million voices. It's amazing what you can do with technology. Yeah. 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 And I've got this really cool mic that I got that I'm using to do your audiobook. Uh huh. And that thing is just like way cool. Anyways. Wow. Uh, so this last week we what audio book? Yeah, what? Pastor Gary's turning his uh, Holy Spirit book into an audio book. That is fantastic news. Yeah. You can't just like fly over that for a second. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what? Who? What? What book? When? Uh, now I know. <clears throat> well, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a while because I was looking at trying to record it, mm-hmm. and each chapter 
is about two hours worth of recording. Okay. And then, then you got to edit. So probably looking at about 15 hours of sure. recording to get that done. Okay. But, uh, and, and then you have to, you know, read at a certain pace and also, yeah. So mm-hmm. I've been doing my research. I'm ready. I'm going right. to do it. It's going to be good. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Yeah. It's either going to, it's either going to kill me or make me better. Mm-hmm. So it'd be good. It'd be a lot of fun. So last Sunday we uh, got into the topic of Mark chapter five uh, verses one through seventeen, talking about pigs, and there's a lot of talk about bacon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people loved it. <laughs> yeah, uh, can I remind you that it was so funny uh, in the first service that I showed you that Linda mm-hmm. gave me a towel, yeah, with uh, this bacon quote on there, right? And then uh, Wayne. McFall, McFall mm-hmm. uh, came in the second service and gave me some bacon socks that he picked up at the gas station. Yeah. He was, <laughs> Isn't that great? Yeah. He decided to come back for the second service and he's like, I want to give you these socks. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh man. I Listen, I like bacon, but I, I'm not going to decorate my office with pigs and bacon. Mm-hmm. It's Star Wars only. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, Pastor Matt, he makes a mention about a squirrel and he's been living that down for 15 years. Yeah. So, I Yeah. So I appreciate all of all the love, uh-huh. but I, yeah, I don't need any more bacon. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, talk about this uh, s- situation being an un-Jesus situation because uh, when he was delivering a man, he decided not to just get rid of the demons and throw them out into the middle of nowhere. He puts them into a herd of pigs, 2,000 pigs, and then what happens is they run off on the cliff into the lake and 2,000 you know, reasons why. Jesus looks like a bacon hater. I'm just, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that pretty extensively on Sunday. But I wanted to, um, Pastor Gary, uh, I wanted to go into some of the questions we had uh, for the uh, small group questions that were a part of the um, service. And I just wanted to kind of talk about those things and go through them and and um, maybe get some insight from you on these. Okay. Um, one of the questions on the small group was, uh, you know, what's the significance about uh the other side of the sea, you know, Jesus talked about leaving one side and going to the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, what What do you think was the significance of, of doing that? I mean, we mentioned it on Sunday a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. So um, I really appreciate this question and I was having fun as a pastor listening to you. You did a great job on your message. Thank you. Okay. Loved it. Um, I was looking at the end of the sep- uh, sermon. Um, how do I, how do I put this into play? Yeah. Right. How do I put this deliverance into play? Well, first of all, you see Jesus is coming towards the man. Yeah. I want you to recognize that the Bible says that Jesus is pursuing you all the time. Yeah. He's constantly pursuing you. So he travels from one side of the Sea of Galilee to the other. He's coming to to meet you. And that's important for us to all recognize. He's he's in that process all the time with us. But then you see the man going to Jesus. So they're they're meeting kind of halfway. Yeah. And the scripture also says if you draw near to the Lord, he will draw near to you. So you see this attraction between yeah. Jesus and this man. He knows he's in need. Yeah. Okay. Remember, the demons aren't in full control all the time. Right. There were times when he was in control. He was in his uh and so he's moving towards Jesus. Jesus is moving towards him, yeah. and that's a fulfillment of Scripture. I think that was really important, yeah. and that's part of the reason that um, we see that. Plus, as you mentioned, uh, it showed how these people had let compromise into their life, Yeah, right? So to me, that was really important. Then yeah. you see the next step that the man takes. He humbles himself. He kneels. He, he bows before the Lord, Yeah, right? And um, whether the demons were in control at that point or not, who knows, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not super clear in there, but that's the next step that we take. When you draw near to the Lord, humble yourself, acknowledge your need of him, and that you need the Lord. And then after that, uh, Jesus uh, speaks to the situation, yeah. right? And the, the Lord will speak to you in your situation. Whatever's going on in your life, you will have a chance to return, or repent from that and turn from it, Yeah, right? And then after that, you see the deliverance take place. Yeah. And then the man wants to spend time with Jesus, and he says, nope, nope, don't go with me. You stay here and tell everybody in your family and your friends about me. Yeah. Okay? So I believe that is the process that we come about when we get deliverance in our life. We go to meet Jesus. He meets us. We humble ourselves. We take the the correction. We take the deliverance that's given to us, mm-hmm. and then we put it into play by evangelizing and bragging on 
Jesus, what he's done in our lives, and you'll see your yeah. life transformed. That's so good. I believe that's why it was important that we see the, the setup. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's interesting that uh, when he had the message that he was supposed to share with his family and friends, Jesus gave him a specific message to share his mercy and grace. Mm-hmm. And talking about his deliverance, it wasn't necessarily about anything else. And I, and I think that's key when we talk about uh, how God begins to work in our lives is that, you know, we... Um, we want to talk about the deliverance, you know, you don't want to keep talking about, he didn't say, go tell them all about your past history, all the things that caused you to get to that point. He just said, talk about the mercy and grace of God. That's right. Yeah. And you know, I think it's, I think we can, we can kind of caught up in the, the garbage we came out of. I mean, a lot of people, you know, they want to live in their testimony, Yeah. you know, 24 seven. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's great. You know, it's a, that's a part of your story. It is. But the redemption part of the story is where God gets his glory. That's where he begins to see, you know, people see God's power working through them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always find it more powerful, <clears throat> make an impact on someone when you love on them or, or they love you mm-hmm. for who you are. Then you tell them your story. Yeah. You know, like you might see me here, but I was way over there before. Yeah. You know, and if you don't always talk about it, they have no idea what you've been through. And yeah. like, they mm-hmm. might think you have it easy. They might yeah. think you've always loved the Lord, but you're like, no, I've walked through glass, sir. And I can show you by my bloody heels, Yeah, you know, but I don't talk about that. I don't live there. I live here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That is really good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause I think sometimes, uh, you know, the, the story, you know, of, you know, uh, recounting, you know, in this situation, the tomb story, you know, living among the tomb, uh, you know, it, it becomes sort of like the, um, the, the big, big focus, you know, a lot of times, you know, like, I, I think it's interesting when I was working in the Salvation Army with uh, uh, drug and alcohol, um, you know, a lot of times it was, we had to help them reframe their story at some point, right? You know, it's like, yeah, I was living on the street, I was an alcoholic, I was a druggie. Um, but that's not my story. My story is redemption. I was free. I'm free now. I'm, I'm living a new life. My family is restored. You know, I have these kind of things and it's a process, right. To move them from that. And I think that's what was so crucial when Jesus mentions that to him is like, you know, you don't want to keep dwelling on the, on the garbage, you know, because it, it, that's garbage. It's, that's gone. You know, it's, it's, if God can forget our sins and throw them from as far as from the east to the west, you know, what right do we a lot of times have to keep picking up the same same problems over and over again and rehashing them when the redemption is a story, right? Right. And I, and I think that's um, I think that's crucial with uh, this this man is that uh, go back and share what Jesus did for you, but, you know, in the context of I'm free, you know, I'm, I'm a new person. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next question is, was in your own words, uh, try to explain what this demon possessed man's life was like. And we talked a lot about that, uh, on Sunday. Um, I mean, we were talking about a man that was hopeless. Uh, basically he was, you know, possessed by a legion of demons. And we talked about the, the amount that would be is like a legion in Roman times, 6,000 men, mm-hmm. 120 horse horsemen. Uh, this guy was really, really affected by this stuff. Um, wh- what did you hear, Pastor Gary? Well, when I was listening to that, my heart went out to um, the many young people that um, cut themselves. Yeah, you know, there's a cutting is a. It's been around now for fifteen, twenty years. Yeah, and I know Joe, with your background and working with young people, that you're familiar with this as well. And um, so my heart went out to those people that um, that is that is a sign of demonic oppression and attack yeah. Uh, when you want to physically hurt yourself and uh, cutting is definitely one of those symptoms of that um, as well as the multiple personalities that we see uh, in our oh, world yeah. today. Yeah. Um, so um, my particular uh, view on that is that is uh, extracurricular spiritual activity going on. You've got demonic oppression, yeah. de- demonic attack, and people who have multiple personalities have opened themselves up in some way to the to um, the occult or demonic influence uh, yeah. via movies, books, music, drugs. Mm-hmm. Drugs is a huge open door for the, uh, the uh, satanic attack. Yeah. And, um, and so um, people who have opened the door, sometimes they'll find themselves with multiple personalities. So those two things came to my mind yeah. when we were reading that passage. 
Yeah, and I think uh, talking about the, you know, cutting yourself too, I mean, we see that in our society a lot more. But it, when you get to a place of, of where you have no hope anymore, where, you know, darkness uh, is so prevalent in your life, you're looking for any relief whatsoever from it. You know, uh, people that cut themselves are, are just looking for a feeling of anything, right? Mm-hmm. They're numb. They're numb, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, imagine this guy, you know, in, the, in there cutting himself, who's is trying to just look for any any source of, of something he could grasp a hold of, you know, that would be real or he can have feeling with, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's exactly, I mean, the, the devil likes to work that way. He definitely is putting you in a place to where he's trying to destroy you. He's trying to take you away from anything that's life in general. Mm-hmm. And uh, what better way to do that than to start just ripping your body apart, doing things you, sh- you, know, you shouldn't be doing. And uh, we see this in an extreme case with this guy. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, it blows my mind uh, how much torture this guy was probably going through with all that stuff happening in his life. Uh, I would imagine, I mean, the scripture doesn't say anything, but I would imagine, you know, he had family and friends that he at had. At one point. Yeah, at one point that no longer are part of his life. Uh, and it just, uh, to walk away from all that, that support, you know, and to go after this, this new lifestyle of basically total depravity, mm-hmm. you know, total, uh, darkness. Uh, that's, that's just blows my mind. It's just hard for me to even wrap my mind around it. And I even mentioned that in the message on Sunday, you know, I've, I've dealt with people that have been in the lowest of lows, but I've never experienced somebody to this extent mm-hmm. to where they're that depraved or that, um, lost into the darkness to where, you know, they're like trying to destroy their own body, mm-hmm. you know, to that extent. Yeah. It's beyond, it's, it's, it's just, uh, I just can't even imagine torture is about the best thing to say. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen many, many people fight with that. It's kind of funny. The devil has an old playbook and he uses the same thing over and over again. Yep. You might have different means now, even more because of, uh, our phones and social mm-hmm. media, mm-hmm. but just that did not, uh, demonic presence that overwhelm somebody i mean yeah. i've dealt with many people and of course have to be physical with them sometimes and then they're just not there mm-hmm. you know and, and you're like you pray for them you know you, yeah. you hope that you get them help and in the western world all we have is medicine you right know? yeah and you see people and they're just different and they're like defeated yep you know and uh i really thought about him being naked yes. yeah like yes outdoor naked there's nothing more vulnerable for Correct. a person to be naked outside to the elements and he's stuck and he's around death. You know, yep. that's where he, that's where he wants to go. He right. knows like yeah. he has no hope. And you think about the young people in, in, in even older people in our world that uh, have lost so much respect of who they are, that God yeah. created them to be, that they don't take any, uh, you know, nakedness is no big deal to them. Yeah. Right. It's, it's the prostitute. It's the stripper. It's those people who have, been taken advantage of, yeah, and become so vulnerable that they have no, they have nothing to hide behind, and they don't care anymore. Right, right. So, yeah, those three big things did stop uh, stick out about this this man. And it, and you're right. I mean, death is the only label you can put on this because it's not just uh, uh, death that we think of when somebody's in the grave, but it's death to life in general. Right. I mean, every experience, every interaction, everything is, is can, all covered in death. Can I share a little um, of my past? Yeah. Um, my mom and dad uh, ministered to people all throughout my life uh, growing up. Uh, we would have people come live at our house from time to time that found themselves super depressed or suicidal or uh, going through divorce or whatever it might be. And uh, we had a lady living with us for a couple of months and she only wore black all the time. Right. right? And she's yeah. trying to get set free from the depression and the difficulty that she found herself in. And finally, one day, I, I believe the Lord was just speaking to through me to her. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, it's time for you to take off the cloak of death mm-hmm. and start putting on clothes that have color and life. And, um, and so um, my dad really appreciated um, that input and mm-hmm. that, that particular time. But um, I, as a grandpa now, I look and the 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 scenes of skulls and death yeah. and all that kind of stuff are even on children's clothing. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's on lots of different areas. We 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 are obsessed with death. Yeah, we are, and it's obviously in our culture. I mean, we are a, a death cult in a lot of ways. I mean, look at how it's influenced so many things as far as uh, births. You know babies, all kinds of things. It seems like it's permeated every aspect of our, our culture. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it, it's, it's interesting because, uh, it seems like when people 
start getting into that mindset, it does begin to change them in a lot of different ways. It, it changes the way they wear their clothes, how they look, how they interact with other people, how they begin to respond to life in general. And um, it, to me, it's just <laughs> so hopeless. It, you know, it's not cool. It mm-hmm. is not cool. And, and I know when I was growing up, is uh, they called them goth. Yep. People that were uh, wearing goth stuff. I don't know what it is now. I don't know the hip term now. But, um, you know, it was just they were, just wanted to embrace death mm-hmm. and, and as though it was a great thing. And it's like, come on, you know, how, right. why would you want to live your life like that? Right. But they, they do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, you know, I try not to be super religious on stuff, but I'm definitely a person that, um, I want to have an affinity towards life. I want to be connected to life and not to death. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm going to generally av- avoid that kind of garb. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I'm the grandpa that says stuff and, <laughs> you know, if yeah. your kid, if your kids are wearing that, you know, and I happen to see them, I'll probably be like, Hey Billy, let's, you know, yeah. why are you wearing let's, that? Yeah. Let's try something different. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I grew up in, in a time where I like to listen to, you know, rock and roll and metal. A lot of times they would always uh, seem to um, use that as a tool or something to try to get your attention and stuff. And uh, I never really thought a bunch about it, you know, and, uh, it was so funny because my, my kids, when they were, they would find like things like album covers or whatever. And they're like, what in the world? You know? And I'm like, yeah, that is kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you never really think about it, but uh, yeah, it does seem to kind of move you in that way. But now I, I think we're seeing a culture that's just taking it up to the next level. You know, it's not just, uh, just the images now. It's like, we want to embrace it for all it's worth. Right. And, you know, like you said, wearing the clothes the way they are embracing skulls and everything else that's part of death. And, uh, you know, there were some, uh, people that I met here in Petoskey where my wife and I were walking around and my wife, you know, she'll talk to anybody. And this woman was decked out and everything. She looked like she was getting ready for Halloween. Right. Mm-hmm. And my wife was just asking her some questions. She's like, Oh yeah, I just, I just love the occult and I love uh, all the darkness and all the things. And, you know, and she's like, but it doesn't affect me that mm-hmm. much. But she goes, and her husband's like, yeah, our house has got like weird black stuff all over the place. Like our walls are black and all this other stuff. And I'm like, dang, that's weird. You know, mm-hmm. that's like, mm-hmm. how much more are you going to go with that? You know? And, Mm-hmm. Yeah, she looked really, really rough. And I was like, well, okay, all right, that sounds interesting. I don't know why you'd want to do that, but it's becoming sort of like, you know, everything else in our culture now. It's like, uh, we, we do this as our identity, you know, this is our identity is death. Well, really? Do you want to you take that on? I don't know. But uh, anyways, with this guy, uh, we can obviously see the source of this problem, which was uh, satanic uh, influence and possession um i wanted to ask you pastor gary what do you think was the significance of of the legion i mean why couldn't it just be one demon why did it have to be a legion i mean do you ever think about that uh i mean i'm familiar with the story and i'm familiar yeah. with the idea of multiple demonic yeah. um attacks you know so my experience on this and my biblical knowledge on this is that there are certain spirits that are connected, certain demonic spirits are yeah. connected to certain uh, influences. Yeah. So when you have multiple demonic influences, yeah, you can have a spirit of death, a spirit of lust, a spirit of addiction, a spirit of, well, he's got, he's got the whole gamut, gamut yeah. of demonic influences. So this man wasn't just dealing with one issue. Yeah. It's the whole of the whole spectrum. Do you think that uh, speaks to some of the things that he allowed to influence his life? Do you think that's where it led him into that? You know, I think just like we referenced a, a couple of minutes ago, there are lots of different doorways that um, the enemy wants to put his foot into. That's from Ephesians, right? Yeah. So you give the door, the enemy a foothold. He's, yeah. He's going to come in and create a stronghold in your life. And um, so it can happen. Um, it can happen when we um, have bad things happen to us. So there's something called lie-based thinking. Mm-hmm. So you have a bad experience that happens. You have an emotional um, input into your life. And lots of times those things, the enemy will whisper into your life a lie mm-hmm. in that trauma. Okay. So my parents, let's just say hypothetically, my parents get divorced. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, when the enemy comes along and he whispers to you in that time and he says, it's your fault. Yeah. You're the reason that your parents got divorced. Okay, so that's lie-based thinking. So then now that little input has been planted there, and then it begins to grow because I don't take care of it and I don't get the truth of the Lord in my life. And then it grows and grows and grows, and it affects then all of my decisions, my interactions, 
are now hinged all the way back to that lie-based thinking that was planted yeah. out of trauma. So it can happen through a traumatic experience. It can happen through drugs. It can happen through lots of different ways. In this particular man's life, you know, he's living in the region now. Like you said, compromise yeah. is the norm. Yeah, I was right. just gonna. I was just thinking that so, when you're saying, yeah, yeah, you go for it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was. There was so much compromise going on in that region at that point. It would not surprise me that his influences are just so readily available. He's the poster area. child. He's the po- yeah. he's the poster yeah. child for the rest of this region. Yeah, and he's the extreme case of allowing all of that stuff in that area, and then this is the result right here. This yep. this man right here. Um, yeah, it, and it you know the interesting thing is you have sort of a uh, dichotomy there where you have. People that are acting religious. Oh my gosh, and this just came this. to my mind yeah. when you were speaking. Okay. What is the root of all evil? Yeah. What is it? The love of money. Oh, yeah. Is the love the love good. of money is yeah. the root of all evil. And these people had made compromise because they were gonna make money yeah. off of the pigs that they're selling to the Romans. Yeah. And it opened it up for all evil. Right. And yeah. this this man is the poster child of that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we just nailed it. We just there we go. Holy Spirit is so amazing. So there's a warning. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and kind of spill out for us kind of the warning from this man's life in what we just revealed. Yeah. Well, the, the warning is that we had to, we need to make sure that we are careful with the how we deal with life and, and live our life. And there's no compromise. We should not have compromise. I mean, this is the thing that was the shocking thing when I was reading this and I started studying the archaeology uh, reports on the region. Uh, they had they were having pet pigs in in Jewish homes. When they're not supposed to be touching pigs. So there's compromise already. So the family, this is the part that was shocking to me, is that the family were letting pigs into their homes, into their their uh, barns and everything else. And and I was thinking about I didn't want to, I didn't talk about it on Sunday, but I was thinking about, you think that now through to where we are today, it's almost like our culture, we're like allowing pigs into our houses. And we're wondering why our kids are compromised, why the family's falling apart. Why things are happening? Well, look at all the you know quasi pigs that we're allowing in. The things we're letting our kids the watch unclean, the unclean. Yeah. Okay. And here's something else that popped up to me when you were speaking. Yeah. Okay. Pigs are called unclean animals according to the law of Moses. Yeah. Okay. What was the spirit that was mentioned in the beginning of the story? The unclean spirit. Yeah. It's an unclean spirit as a result of unclean compromise in their life. Yeah. And you have just really really brought it this last weekend it was great it you know and that's the sad part though and it's it's sort of a uh shocking revelation for us Mm -hmm. like uh, talking about unclean things Mm -hmm. what are we allowing into the house it seems cute and cuddly right Mm -hmm. to them it did it's funny yeah it's funny it's a it's a pig you Mm -hmm. know it wasn't gonna do but the whole point is it was it was an issue of compromise that they should have never crossed or breached exactly ever Mm -hmm. and they did and mm-hmm. then look at look what happens to that region to the point where Jesus could have brought so many healings, so many uh, so many stories of redemption. That besides the man, okay. So uh, you know, pigs. When in, in the animal world, a pig is always going to use the restroom in the lowest part of the field. Okay, so from that aspect, yeah. it's a pretty clean animal. You know, from mm-hmm. from that perspective. But of course, they can't sweat, and so they have to roll in the mud and that's where we get this unclean animal idea. Well, I had two roommates um, after high school that I lived in Indiana that were hog farmers. Really? Yeah. They would come home. They were, they were not allowed to come in the house without peeling off all their clothes in another area, like down in the basement. Yeah. And then we had to take their clothes and keep them because it would just permeate the entire house smelled like pigs and pigs are stinky. Oh yeah, they are really stinky. Yeah. All right. Now just think about that from a spiritual standpoint. Right. Yeah. You, you've been in the world and you've got all this stink on you and you've com- made compromise and you bring that into your home. It's going to permeate and stink and get on everything. And then, and then what happens, right? We know like people that have cats after a while, they don't smell the litter box. Exactly. Yeah. After a while you don't smell the smell anymore mm-hmm. and you're like, Oh, it's, it's not that big of a deal anymore. I don't really smell it. Yeah. But it's just because you've, <laughs> You've gotten used to it. You've gotten used to the smell. You've gotten used to the the compromising of that coming in there. Yeah, I mean, th- there's a lot of things going on here, right, in the story, mm-hmm. besides just the initial interaction between him and Jesus. Yeah. Uh, it's sort of uh, an uh, introduction to what was happening in that region mm-hmm. of, of things that Jesus was dealing with, and it just shocks you because these people should have never gotten to that place whatsoever. 
And and yeah, they still. And did. then what? And then the way that you ended the message, which is super powerful. This guy gets set free. He's mm-hmm. clear, right? Yeah. But we lost our income. Please leave and get away from us, right? Because yeah. we're more interested in our compromise and what it makes and what what it does for us, right? Than in walking with you, Jesus. Please leave us. So get on the boat and take off. <laughs> and Jesus is like, and that's why he's staying here to remind you guys what happens. There you go. That's a good point. That is a really good point. Yeah. And look at the, this is a great message too, right? Yeah. This man gets set free like you were talking about earlier. We don't live back in our past. But that now becomes the launch point because he's the missionary to those people. Right. The best missionaries are the people who are raised up in the midst of a land and a people and get set free. Yeah. Because everybody knows his past and that he's different. Yeah, he doesn't even have to say anything, right? Him walking down the street. Generations. There you yeah. go. Yeah. His kids. Remember his yep. dad? Yep. Yeah. He was up, up, yep. naked, yep. tearing his clothes. Yeah. Nope. Loves the Lord now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lord hey. set him free. Wow. Part two. Man. <laughs> could be another this whole is another, super great. Could be another whole another message. What I like about that the most, though. There's always a redeeming, right? So that's really mm-hmm. bad. We've we've made compromises. We've loved money more than we loved the the mm-hmm. Lord, or at that time, um, mm-hmm. you know, the rules of Moses. But Jesus shows up. Mm-hmm. One, a legion is an army. Mm-hmm. He stood one against an army of demons. There you go. Get out of here. That's going to put a thousand to flight and two ten thousand. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. It, it's just crazy to think that, uh, you know, this one guy had that many, many minions. You know, my, I keep thinking about that. I was like, good grief. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. That's a lot of demons in there. A lot of, a lot of compromise, a lot of influences in there. Well, Pastor Gary, can you give us a little bit of uh, insight into your message? Because it sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, it's uh, going to be a lot yeah. of fun. Um, I've taken the time to d- dig in. Um, there are some, um, this, this story is not completely unknown, uh, but most newer Christians uh, would be unfamiliar with it, but well-seasoned Christians will be probably pretty pretty aware of the story that I'm going to share. But there are some misnomers that I'm going to kind of clear up as well. Yeah. But we're going to have a lot of fun, and we're going to have a healing service. We're going to pray for the sick. Oh, good. And uh, after the service, and so the prayer team's already gearing up and ready for that. Yeah. And uh, so we're going to see a lot of uh, you know people getting set free and— uh, you know, healed uh, this weekend. So please Amen. come expecting the the work of Jesus. All right. Well, that's it for us. Uh, Joe, thanks for being here today. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. You know, seeing how the bread's made. I'm- yeah, right. Yeah. Don't tell everybody. <laughs> Don't tell everybody the secret. Well, no. well, you guys messed up. So now I know where this place is at. Yeah. I have keys to the whole building. That's right. You can come and up I'm going to be here five days a week. So good luck not <laughs> getting me out. Can we thing. have Joe come back? Because I've got a lot. Of, I was a PE teacher here at Harbor Life for yeah. a number of years. Yeah. And you're the new PE teacher. Yeah. I've got some just mind-melding wisdom to give you and some ideas to give you. And and, and I just can't wait to be able to I think we pour should. that out on We should have him back. Yeah. Yeah. You got time? I always have time. All right. We'll get you back. Awesome. All right. Well, that's it for us. Uh, we just so happy that you were with us today. And hopefully, again, we gave you the more you're looking for. But we'll be looking to uh, give you more next week at the same time, same place. Talk to you later. We want you to know, find, discover, change with us. More podcast ending transmission. Now.